Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your gym, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on this cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that jockey, homie. Fuck that. Black me. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Because the food tastes great. I mean, there's no, there's no, I mean, it's chicken. It's fried chicken. It's fried chicken. I like fried chicken. Oh, shit! Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Cat Morris, back at this motherfucker right now. Oh, man. So much crazy shit's going on. Um, fuck. Both in my life and just, you know, obviously what's going on with, uh, the virus out there and all of this uh just mass hysteria um i don't know like I, you know i've been on the fence about doing a show for fucking since i did the last one more or less because shit just started popping off left and right you know i've had uh you know issues with my animals i had to um i had to get um my chicken surgery another one on medication as well as um hip surgery from one of my cats. So um 
Mimi, who was my one chicken, had an impacted crop, as well as um, Echo also had an impacted crop. Um, they had ate, you know, a bunch of hay out of the pen. Uh, it's the majority of, you know, what's causing it. What the reason is for them doing that, I'm not really sure of, you know, out of a whole flock of chickens. Like, the majority of them will know, like, don't just binge eat fucking hay off the ground because, you know, it'll get caught up in your crop in there. And then you can't pass it. So these two just decided, like, yeah, this is this is the move. So, um, you know, I fucking, I knew that, like, it was coming with uh, Mimi. And because uh, I, I kept trying to do all sorts of different things to get her to pass this. And it just, it felt so stiff. And I was like, I, I know I'm going to need the surgery for her. And um, so I isolated them. I have them in, like, dog crates within the, um, the pen out there. And then I... Uh, you know, I scheduled the surgery and, uh, yeah, it's, it's not cheap, you know? So it was like, like over $650 for medication and surgery on the one. So they just, I mean, they just cut the, the neck open. The crop is like this ball that's right around the chest area and it's used for digestion. It's part of their digestive system kind of just goes there and it stirs around. They eat rocks and things like that. And the rocks stir around in there with whatever they ate to help break it down. And then it goes down, you know, and they pass it that way. Um, but again, if they, you know, eat the wrong stupid type of shit, it can get caught up in there and not be able to pass. So that's that's what the case is with um, these two. So once I, I realized that, I raked all the hay out of the entire pen, which was, you know, almost like two bales of hay spread out. It's quite a bit. And it's not dry, you know, once the chickens and, you know, ducks and all of that have their way with it, it's it's pretty fucked up. So... That was a lot of work, uh, get that all out of there or whatever. But again, like, uh, I have them isolated in like dog crates right now. They're doing pretty well. Um, Echo's crop is kind of like breaking down. So it seems like she's not going to need surgery, which is good. Cause again, that's a lot of, a lot of fucking money for them to just make a little fucking incision in the neck and pull the shit out and sew it back up. That's, that's all it is. There's no like, you know, replacing organs or bones or anything like that. Like it, it's it's fucking crazy that it even costs that much because like farmers are doing that shit out there with a razor blade and, and I'm just not fucking comfortable with cutting my birds open like that. But, um, I mean, that shit's happening out there. I mean, it, that's what they generally do. But, um, yeah. And then, you know, Rico, uh, he, he spent five years in the shelter I work in, in a cage, doesn't like animals, anything like that. So he lives in my oldest daughter's room. When I first got him, he was 26 pounds. Uh, he was enormous. Um, he's 18 pounds now. But um, something happened that I guess he had arthritis in his hips pretty bad. And uh, he must have fucking knocked it out of the socket. And, like, the head of it had pretty much disintegrated. So um had to, you know, fix that up. You know, so... I was like another fucking 800 something, you know? So, you know, it's crazy. Cause again, like that little slit in the fucking neck thing cost almost as much as the fucking uh, hip surgery, which is bizarre, but, um, either way, it's a whole lot. And, you know, dealing with that and then, you know, just family stuff, you know? Um, I don't think like I, I considered going into my family stuff. I considered cause I, you know, I'm real open about everything and maybe I'll do that on another show. 
But I considered just like breaking down my family shit from fucking start until now. So everybody gets exactly, you know, where I'm at as far as my family and my mother and, uh, you know, the different things I've been dealing with lately. But um, I, I could do straight two hours on that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I got a two hour limit on this thing. So I figured I'd fire it up, you know, touch base a little bit on that type of stuff. But then go on to, you know, all these other topics and stuff. Because my brain's been really like just scrambled with all the different things I'm dealing with between work and home and it just, just, you know, and the animals and everything. Um, it just, it was hard to come up with like a format or like so much of a thought process to, um, you know, do the show and, and, and just fucking ramble about all this other bullshit. Um, cause yeah, to me, like, you know, wrestling is bullshit. I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to to me. And I, I, I've really kind of outlined that on a lot of the recent shows over the past like year or two years. I've definitely been on some like not not a big fucking wrestling guy. You know, I cover some stuff and talk about things that are happening because, you know, I, I know what's going on, um, you know, via being a fan all these years. But, um, yeah, you know, it's it's cool to me, you know, to hop on here and do this is because it is kind of somewhat of an escape. You know, what I mean, it's like I could I could talk shit about all this other stuff because it really doesn't even fucking matter to me you know um all the other shit that that really matters and stuff is you know the stuff that goes on beyond the fucking podcast about wrestling so um but yeah like i said i could could really run down all of that shit like any any given time um i'd be more than willing to do that but um so anyway I'm, i'm gonna go with pretty much like uh shaheen gave me a bunch of stuff and I'm just going to, like, run down that and talk about the things. And I'll get off on my side tangents like I always do. But, um, you know, so I'll go over those random different wrestling things and, you know, I'll be everything that's going on right now. Um, I want to, before I forget, Frankie Picard has eight motherfucking kids. Um, this motherfucker, like, this dude, I, I, I have a hard time finding words for this guy because this fucking guy, like, he had a video game character uh, gimmick, you know, he had like, he was calling himself God of War, Frankie Picard, which like, dude, you're not a god of shit, like, look at you, bro, you look crazy, yeah, I mean, like, look, God of Barbecue or some shit, like, that. just settle down, even that, like, there'd be someone who just like, way more holds the barbecue title, and, and you still wouldn't be a god at that either. I mean, you know, it's it's fucking crazy. So, and you know, I've been ripping Frankie apart for a minute, but I didn't realize he had eight fucking kids. Now that I know this fucking guy's got eight fucking kids, I got no fucking filter. I mean, I never did, but you know, now I, I feel like more driven to fuck with this cat because, like, dude, when the fuck do you have time or money to invest in the fucking shindies to fucking play wrestler? As a fucking adult with eight kids. Eight fucking kids. You should have five fucking jobs. And one of them is not shindy wrestler. Where you play dress up and pretend to be a god of war. Because you like that fucking video game. So now his new gimmick is he smokes cigarettes. And I don't mean like he's fucking Sandman. Which I was never a fan of Sandman. But Sandman was like. Rock and roll, fucking beer drinking, cigarette smoking, da 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 da. Frankie Picard is just the cigarettes. Like, <laughs> if he removed all that other shit, and he's just a guy with cigarettes. 
which like you could find outside of the opening to any fucking establishment pretty much anywhere across America. Like there's a, like a group of people smoking outside of there. So every one of them have Frankie Picard's elaborate, amazing fucking gimmick. And he's like, I'm fucking smoking. <laughs> That's like his, his shit. It, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Like this dude has enough to be like a fucking starting five and, and part of a bench. But with Frankie's ability and talent level, it's probably just like a row in the upper deck, you know? It's just, I I can't even believe that shit. So I like, you know, I had heard that and someone had posted because it was a chick and the chick was saying that he had 10 kids because the chick said that he posted, uh, he posted her picture on his Snapchat and then when she called him out on it, she fucking, he said, oh, my Snapchat was hacked. And then uh, posted some shit on Facebook about it. Oh, my Snapchat was hacked. And then he said something about like, uh, you know, so, something about uh, maybe your birth control was hacked or some shit too. You fucking 10 kids. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then, like, I heard a couple of people saying, yeah, I know he's got a lot of kids. And then I, I kept hearing, like, conflicting things. So it was like. Oh, I heard he only has four. He only has this and that. And either way, like, this, this shindy shit, 35 fucking years old. Because, like, this dude's, like, an old-ass student. Like, he's not, he's not, like, a fucking 22-year-old dude. Like, um, and the motherfucker is, um, yeah, so, so like, it, it's up and down as far as the, the numbers I heard. So, finally, I'm just like, fuck it, I'm just going to hit this dude up. Now, remember, the last time I hit this dude up, well, I didn't hit him up. I hit up his page because somebody um, sent me a screenshot or something. He was talking shit about, like, not being booked in, in the Fed because he's he's black and this and that. And, you know, I just, like, fucking lit his ass up on there. Because I'm like, dude, you know, there's there's guys like Shane Strickland and fucking Leo Rush and these type of guys that are black in, in the Fed. And, like, they fucking worked hard and they're they're in great fucking shape. And then there's you looking sloppy as shit. Fucking botching moves all over the place, looking looking like trash, with no fucking gimmick, no persona, no charisma, no fucking anything. Don't don't make this a race thing when that's not the case, man. You just don't work hard at all, and then you expect some shit. You know, Shane Strickland put him over for the fucking wired title for like a minute because they were trying to set Dojo Wars on fire. So they fucking switched the titles on the fucking Dojo Wars and then switched it back, I think, before the the next CCW show or something like that. So he's like former wired champion because they tried some old slick shit to to jumpstart Dojo Wars. Like no one gives a fuck. And, um, you know, so so that gave him a big head. So this dude with eight fucking kids is running around doing this shindy shit shit like, yeah, motherfuckers need to book. So that was the last time I talked to this dude. And, and he started off like, what's your problem? By the end of the conversation, he was like, dude, I needed to hear that. Thanks, bro. I'm really going to step my game up. Since then, he came up with the smoking gimmick. You know what I mean? So it's like this this, this guy, like he's, there's something wrong with this motherfucker. There's even something further wrong with the chicks to continue to just let him bust off in them, like, the eight fucking kids, like, what the fuck is going on, like, who looks at this dude and is like, that's what I want to fucking make more of, like, I want to make more of that shit, like, throw another one of you in, in, in there, and then I'll, I'll make that happen, and in nine months, we'll have more stupidity on the planet, like, what the fuck is going on, 
And there's no way that doing this shindy shit and all of this nonsense, like, he's got money for fucking child support. So there's no fucking way. He should have a deadbeat dad gimmick. And then, like, he should, like, fucking, like, embrace that shit where he walks out and people start chanting shit. You know, he's like, hey, watch out, I'll put a baby in you. Yeah, I mean, like, he just have one of those fucking things. And, you know, I mean... He could just, like, walk out with, like, fucking, like, a group photo of his kids on his shirt. A big fucking, like, Ghostbuster symbol through it. You know what I mean? Like, fuck these kids. You know? I it's just, I, I don't understand. So that was the last time I talked to him. So then I hit him up because I was just like, fuck, I just want to get a, a, an answer. See, I mean, he's either going to answer me or he's not. Fuck, I care. Uh, and this dude's like, I said, dude, do you have ten fucking kids? And he goes... No, I have eight. Who said that? And I said, oh. And so I saw, I showed him the screenshot that I saw this chick saying what she said. And he's like, wow. Thanks, brother. And I was like, I don't know, man. Eight's still crazy, though. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, first off, I'm not your fucking brother. Because I, I ain't trying to be an uncle to eight fucking kids that I got my fucking presents for on Christmas. So, um... Fuck, fuck that brother shit, bro. I, I ain't no motherfucking. I ain't a, I ain't a fan of this shit. I'm not, I'm not by your side. I'm not looking out for you. I needed to know how many fucking kids you have so I could fucking accurately go off on you. I ain't trying to lie about a motherfucker. I'm just trying to be, you know, straight up. I'm just like, yo, fuck this cat. Not only does he do fucking shindy wrestling, he does celebrity boxing, which, dude, they are paying him fucking no money, little to no money for fucking celebrity boxing, and he's, like, a champion, so he's on, like, the undercard of fucking, like, you know, the fucking bagel guy and Screech, which was supposed to be a fight, but then they, they changed it, and then it ended up being, like, fucking Matt Wolf and fucking somebody else, like, it, dude, the, the, how the fuck does he have time for all this? Like, you know, I mean, this is where wrestling fans have a responsibility. If you guys are attending shows and this fucking guy's in the crowd, just, just, you gotta get at him about this shit. Tell him to go home to your fucking family. Like, dude, as soon as this fucking music hits, just fucking, just bum rush this dude at the fucking guardrail and just be like, go the fuck home. Your kids need fucking dinner. Like, get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with... Put that fucking cigarette out and go home and take care of your kids. You know, like quiz him. What's your kid's name? Quick. <laughs> like, he's going to slip up. You know? Uh, it, it's fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, like... <laughs> go up to the merch table where he's got his 8x10s and be like... Hey, um, could you sign like a child support check for me? <laughs> you know? And see if he's up for that, you know? I'm not going to pay you. You're actually just going to sign his... Um, it, it's fucking wild, man. I, I can't even understand that shit. This dude's got, like, a fucking team. You know? People, like... There's, like, a gut reaction. Like, I I heard um, Philip Rivers has, like, fucking nine kids or some crazy shit. Like, ten kids. Some kind of crazy shit like that. And even with being a fucking a top-level fucking NFL quarterback. Some people would be like, that's a lot of kids. Imagine being a bum-ass dude working shindy fucking wrestling and celebrity boxing and who knows whatever the fuck else he's doing with his life. 
You know what I mean? Imagine being that fucking guy and having that many fucking kids. And then I heard a rumor he might even be having another one on the way. Like, somebody needs to neuter this motherfucker. Like, I, I, I saw uh, a post he put up, because people just send me screenshots now, because they know, like, it amps me the fuck up. And he's posting, who knows about any good strip clubs? You know what I mean? Like, what's the best strip club around? Bruh, somebody needs to fix this cat. Yeah, you know I mean, they have like you know, low cost spay and neuter days and shit. Maybe like they could work them in. Yeah, you know I mean, just be like, look, this guy is really overpopulating. Yeah, you know I mean, like the bus when it stops to pick his kids up at the fucking bus stop, it, it takes like a half hour. The bus driver's got to leave like early from his house just to be at the bus stop on time to get all the kids in there and still get to school before the bell rings. Like. Changing motherfuckers' schedules across the board, yeah. I mean, they had to add more lockers in the school, you know. Homeroom takes longer to read off all them goddamn names. It, it's just, it's it's a motherfucker, man. He's putting a strain on, on the economy, you know. Shit sells out in a store in his town, like, way quicker because all the fucking kids need something. Takes up, like, a whole car at the fucking, you know what I mean? Like, any kind of amusement park. If he gets them into that motherfucker, it takes up like a whole fucking roller coaster. It's like, nah, that's, this one's for Frankie's family. You got to wait for the next one. The whole shit. Fucking crazy, man. So anyway, um, we got bigger shit going on right now. This this coronavirus shit, man, like, it's scary. I mean, you, you hear this type of shit initially, and you get that like, ah, hopefully it's nothing. Because, I mean, the the, the gut reaction to deny that it's actually anything i mean that's you know shit you'd rather it's nothing so you know i mean that was the first reaction i had when fucking when i heard about the kobe thing i was like oh man i hope someone's lying i hope this shit is shit is not legit you know what i mean so when you hear some like massive uh you know virus like a, a tragic fucking shit going down you're just like ah, i hope that's not the case so I, I think that's where a lot of initial doubt comes in. Of course, there's like these fucking conspiracy theorists, jerk offs, because they just spend their whole fucking life spinning and spinning and spinning and just being like, they call me, motherfuckers call me negative all the time. And, you know, look, I'll take that. I'm not just going to, I'm not going to tell you that, like, no, no, dude, I'm like, uh, I'm the most positive person, you know, I, I'm not going to tell you that. But, but I will say that like, dude, when you're one of these fucking people that are, are, are just convinced that everything is super corrupt we're all fucked no matter what. And, like, you're just going to fucking carry that message through 80 years of fucking life. Like, how are you not blowing your fucking brains out if you're convinced that, like, the government is introducing fucking fake viruses into the fucking into the society, shutting everything down, losing billions of dollars on their own, on other companies, you know, fucking things over on a major, major fucking level. Like, and and it's like, a conspiracy throughout multiple different countries. It's not even just like this government. Somehow this government and other governments that don't even get down together are all coming together to make this big fake fucking thing. Or the other theory that like, yeah, they're putting the virus into the fucking society and, and killing fucking people. And, uh, you know, this is all part of their master fucking plan. Again, how are you not blowing your fucking brains out if you think that at any given moment the, the government might just fucking thin the herd? You know what I mean? And, and just send viruses into the fucking community and just see, like, what happens. 
You know, and just like, oh, it's going to take out a bunch of people. Maybe I love some of those people. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. You know, it's just, it's a bizarre way of fucking thinking. Just like the people who are like, the NFL's fixed, but they're diehard fucking fans. And, and they just throw that shit down every time their team loses. The NFL's fixed. Then why the fuck are you watching some pre like, I mean, I know people watch wrestling and all this, but like, why, why would you watch something and celebrate your fucking team winning every time if you're convinced that it's fixed? You don't celebrate when you win like it's fixed. You celebrate like your, your fucking team won. But now, you know, you lose and then you fucking, everything's fucking fixed. It's just, it's just a weird way to fucking live and I'm not really with it. Yeah, I mean, like, if some shady shit's going on and it's not as it seems on the surface, all right. But we still have to deal with the consequences as, as it is. You know what I mean? Like... This shit is legitimately shut down. Billion-dollar corporations are ceasing to fucking operate. The NBA fucking shut down. All these fucking huge, huge fucking venues that are being booked and filled uh, just shut down. Left and right. You know? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a long, long way to go for something that doesn't exist. They usually don't false flag shut the NBA down. You know, I hate to, like, just uh, base the complete truth of something on the NBA's actions, but let's be real. Like, when the fuck did the NBA ever shut down over anything that wasn't, like, a contract dispute or whatever? <coughs> you get some stoppages if the players and the ownerships and all that shit can't get on the same fucking page. But you don't have, like, the fucking, you know... uh we're going to Iraq, so uh, fucking no NBA this year. They don't go like, oh, the trade centers were hit, calling off the rest of the season. They're just like, oh, I think we're going to take the day off. Uh, we'll be back up by Friday. You know, this is this is some major shit where they're shifting, uh, you know, the NCAA tournaments, the fucking NBA. The, the I mean, anything that goes on is like now we're getting to the point where we're like anything over 100 people. I'm already hearing talks of um, shutting down Atlantic City because, yo, I every year I go to um, AC and on the 28th is my birthday. So on the 27th, I book a night, take the next day off of work, you know, go down there, gamble, eat, and then fucking, uh, you know, go up to the room, do the thing. And, and then the next day, wake up in Atlantic City and then figure, all right, what I'm going to do for my birthday. And then that's the way I start my fucking birthday, and it's nice. I like it, you know. It's 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 not some crazy over the over the top shit, but yeah, you know, it's something I enjoy. It, it's pretty simple, and um, then whatever I do with my birthday the next day is is kind of varies, you know. Kind of figure out some shit. Never even got into the planning stages of what I'm actually going to do for my birthday this year, but the um the previous night thing with the AC, the, the hotels booked, and all this, I'm I, I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure I got the protection on that but most of these these hotels are honoring it and um they're you know, hitting you with refunds but atlantic city is going to be shut down you know like a lot of these shutdowns and shit they affect the towns the the commerce that comes into the places that they exist in so it's not like ah oh, they shut down businesses the government don't care like yeah but like that's like major fucking hits to the economy that's happening you know with the ship being shut down so it's crazy, it, it, the panic. I'm fucking baffled by, now look, I know it's an essential, you know, at some point, like, you can't, like, it, it would be really fucking inconvenient. 
And I don't even want to say, like, you can't. Because, I mean, there's a lot of fucking things you could do in substitution. But it would be really inconvenient if you didn't have fucking toilet paper, right? Maybe there's a bigger meaning that I'm not getting. I don't know. But right now, like, toilet paper is the new Tickle Me Elmo. I went to fucking Walmart. I went to fucking ShopRite. I went to fucking Lidl. Little, as I call it. Nothing. Not a motherfucking thing. At this point, they should put fucking signs. You know when they run out of candy on Halloween? And you put a sign on the door saying, like, no more candy, all out of candy. They should just put signs on the fucking door. No toilet paper or whatever. And then they could get cute with it. Like, you know, you put a sign up. You're shit out of luck, you know. Or you're up shit's creek without a paddle, you know. Like, just fucking why not, you know. Everybody needs to fucking uh, maybe maybe laugh a little bit amongst this shit. Because, like, what the fuck, man. You walk in there. I have never seen some shit like this. It's like, it's like the, you see, like, a little taste of, like, what would go down if we were like a war torn nation or a, like a pop apocalyptic or some shit like this, because it's not quite to that extent or anything yet, but like I haven't walked into a shop right and seen an entire aisle cleared the fuck out, like empty fucking bare shelves. Like that's, that's wild as shit. That's, that's, that's a weird fucking thing to see when like the water's all gone. The toilet paper's all gone. There's no fucking pasta. The fucking peanut butter's gone. The fucking ibuprofen's fucking gone. We can't fucking have a headache now. These bottles come in like fucking 400 count and the entire rack is gone. I don't know how many fucking headaches these people plan on having. But I'm going to be knocking on fucking doors if I run out on my end because I didn't get the fucking, I didn't get the new fucking, be- you know, the bottle off of this shit. So somebody's got some fucking ibuprofen around this bitch. And if I get a headache, I'm going to want answers. This is fucking crazy. Only thing that's on the fucking shelves is PM. So like you, you wind up like one of these motherfuckers that's, that's hooked on the shit with the PM. You're fucking hooked on NyQuil because like you, you would like to just take fucking Tylenol. <clears throat> but the only shit you can find is PM, so it's like I got a headache and now I'm going to sleep. I was going to go to work today, but I had a headache, took the fucking thing, fell asleep on the fucking couch before I could get out the door. Yeah, I mean, like, it, this this shit is really wild. Really, really fucking wild. I've heard, you know, um, Shaheen's got family overseas, and, you know, he said that there's, there's fucking, like, so many bodies that, that aren't even being accounted for or reported. And, like, some countries, depending on how they're handling this shit, like, man, it, the, the body count could be really fucking high, and we're just not hearing about it. They're not into telling motherfuckers everything that's going on. You know, we're we're in the social media fucking frenzy over here, and there's some other countries that have that same touch of things. But I, I think us more than anything, and you know what? Like, they'll let us know what they feel like fucking letting us know. There, there's not There's not quite all that going on, so... If the shit's completely out of control in one area that's not really being controlled, the spread of that's going to still be tremendous. Um, fucking, uh, the other thing is, like, I mean, they're doing, like, Italy had, like, where they're freezing mortgages and shit. Again, like, where would the conspiracy be in that? And, but don't tell me. <clears throat> don't tell me because I don't give a fuck about your opinion. Here's the thing. And, I, like, I know I coughed a couple of times. I got, like, a little tickle in my throat. I don't have the fucking shit. You know what I mean? I, I had, I don't have the shit. Um, I feel good. Um, so, um, the thing is, is, like, 
we're not really doing a lot over here. But again, where where is the conspiracy? It doesn't make a lot of fucking sense for a government to be like, all right, freeze the assets going in, coming out, everything, and everybody just fucking hang out and uh, just fucking hold on and hope the shit fucking passes because what, what what's our other fucking options here? You know, it's, it's, it's type fucking wild. Um, that's why a lot of times, like, I just stopped getting into it on Facebook. That's why I like this podcast too. I've had people say before, uh, Jake, I'll just delete you off his Facebook if, if you don't agree with him to a certain extent. Yeah. Cause I'm real passionate about my opinion on things and my feeling on things and my stance. And if you're pulling hard in another direction, then every time I speak my mind, you're going to have this fucking alternate view and you're pulling in that other direction. And I I really don't want to fucking hear it because I'm not on the fence. If I was on the fence, I'd be up for debate and I'd be up for all. Oh, maybe you have the right idea. Maybe I have the right idea. If I'm definite in my opinion on something, I really don't give a fuck what you think, to be honest with you. So this is like the podcast is good because I can just put my opinion out there and you could agree with it. You could not agree with it, whatever you could t- go tell your fucking friends because I'm not really looking to hear it. You know, I I mean, you can let me know if you agree with me. I mean, <laughs> that's just my own, you know, call it what you want to call it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, and I, and I think that's part of like, you know, trying to find some kind of peace at some point in your life, too. It's like you're going to spend all day bickering and fucking arguing with people. You're going to, you know, trying to convince people that are just fucking totally convinced. Well, for what? What the fuck are you doing? Doesn't make any sense. You know, so I, that's that's just me. Um, but the shit is wild. If you can't see all the shit that's been canceled and moved around, that that shit is crazy fucking wild. Different people are handling it different ways. And then you got jerk offs like the fucking uh, H2O is still running tonight. Uh, you know, the NBA is fucking shut down. The fucking NCAA shut down. They're shutting down every fucking thing. But don't worry, guys. Fucking H2O Wrestling, who who gets like 150 fans if they fucking rock the joint. And they need to run. And take this, we're still here, brother. Get the fuck out of here. This is irresponsible, carny bullshit. You're a fucking moron. I'm so sick of this fucking glorifying stupid-ass decisions and just being like, we ain't scared of no fucking corona, brother. It's like, dude, who the fuck is there agreeing with this guy? And then there's like, they posted something like, oh, we're going to have more uh, sanitation stations at the fucking... Of course, Tremont isn't fucking worried about running a show in the joint. Because, like, if they tell you to stay in their, in your house, he fucking lives there. And I've had multiple people tell me, like, they've been going to shows for a while... And been around these fucking filthy wrestling fans. And you go into that fucking Tremont's apartment over there. And it smells like 18 farts. Like when you walk in. Like you're the, if you're the first one that walks in the building. It smells like a team of farts. And you're going to tell me you're going to walk into that shit. And be like yo. I, I'm a. I'm safe from the coronavirus here. Because fucking Matt Tremont says so. The guy that's had MRSA fucking 12 times. The the guy that fucking had an enormous wound in fucking Japan, stitched up, healing, 
And fucking th- two, three days later, he had a motherfucker ripping it open with a fork at the next wrestling show he was on. <laughs> it's like, dude, are you taking health advice from this fucking guy? There's no fucking way. This guy's got a fucking growth coming out of the front of his head that he now sticks forks in like it's a fucking party trick. <laughs> and you're taking fucking health advice from this guy? Who lives in the fucking building you're attending a wrestling show at? I, I, okay, like, like I said, I, I've had enough of this fucking, uh, play along bullshit, man. It is what it is. I, I'm going to call it like I fucking see it. This is, this is, <laughs> this is some stupid shit. And normally I would just go like, good, good. I hope you all fucking catch coronavirus, you stupid assholes. But then these same stupid assholes are going to come walking out in the public, sneezing on shit in the fucking stores that I'm going to try to find the fucking toilet paper that apparently someone fucking bought with a massive headache, and now they have all the ibuprofen and fucking toilet paper, and I'm in the store fucking dodging sneezes from jerk-offs at wrestling shows. You know what I mean? Like, this is what I fucking, this is what I'm worried about. It's just these people are just going to do their best to get infected, and then just fucking walk around the planet. They're already, like, completely worthless human beings for the most part, and, you know, just just their presence bothers me that, that I have to share a portion of the planet with them. That they're, they're taking any resources up. But now, if shit gets critical, I'm even more pissed off. And you can make me sick on top of it. Get the fuck out of here. But Frankie's got eight fucking kids. <laughs> you know? Jesus fucking Christ. How much toilet paper do you think Frankie's got in his fucking house? He's probably got all the fucking toilet paper. If if you live in Frankie's fucking town and you didn't find toilet paper at the fucking ShopRite or Walmart... It's at his house. I'm telling you right fucking now. It's all at his house. You know? So, um, what the fuck else? All right, so let me get into the the stuff Shaheen sent me and, you know, see what I could pull off of this stuff. So the WrestleCon guy says uh, he has to put up his house for refunds and could lose a quarter million dollars, which would bankrupt high spots slash WrestleCon. Now, there's a couple things I'm confused by here, and I think I'll go from this into the other um, thing that happened to uh, Jeff Skelton. Um, So, from what I heard, based on Jeff Skelton, because this fucking guy works, he's a pilot, which has always baffled me. He's He's a great guy, you know, huge supporter of the fucking independents, and I mean... He's like the fan you want in the building because he'll fucking buy, you know, whatever, you know, he's supporting. He pays above and beyond. This guy legitimately bought two fucking um, Zandig guy t-shirts for me and paid me to sign the second one. And I said, you want me to sign it? Like, I don't. And I think John was on. It was at a GCW show outside. And I think John was on the show. I, I think this was still, like, before he broke his back. And I said, dude, like, why don't you go try to have John sign it? Like, I, I, I'm i just the asshole with the podcast. And, yeah, like, I, I, you know, came up with this shirt design and all that. I mean, you know, didn't fully, obviously, was a Paul Heyman guy type of thing. You know, whatever. But but I put the thing out. And, like, do you want me to sign the shirt? I've never signed anything for anybody. I'm not a fucking celebrity. I'm, I'm just regular fucking jersey jerk off i mean if anything you know i have tremendous talents in in um what i do with cats but i i don't take pride in this This is just me talking shit so i mean if someone likes what i'm doing i'm 
fucking grateful and thank you, but um, I, I, I by no stretch of the imagination call this like talent or um, you know, like like I should be of any star level or anything like that. Um, when I say that I'm better than like half these motherfuckers and half is being ridiculously generous, um, that's not based off of my podcasting ability. That's based off of my ability to, in life. Yeah, I mean it's just just what I put out as a fucking a human being as a man. I, I feel better than a lot of these scumbag wrestling fans. Um, like I'd say probably the entire attendance of the fucking H two O show tonight. You know, I feel like you're sitting in the fucking crowd right now. Like you, you're just dumb. You're insanely dumb. Um, they should just like throw something toxic like through the side window of that building. Actually, I don't think there's windows in that building. I don't know. Anyway, I'm not really that invested on it. But from what I heard from this dude, um, he, uh, yeah, like I said, it baffles me he's a pilot. Because, again, like, you know, on one hand, you're paying J-Cat to sign a shirt. On the other half, you're fucking chartering a plane. I don't know. (laughs) I'm glad I don't hop in a bunch of planes, man. He might be a phenomenal pilot, though. Who knows? But, um. Decision making skills Kind of questionable if you're paying me to sign a shirt But uh, Yeah I mean he's a good dude So anyway uh, he got like beat On um, Let me see if I can find it Actually I know I can I tried to send it To somebody but I guess it's like a private deal So and I didn't have time To like copy and paste And screenshots and all of that shit so, uh, world classic professional big time wrestling, I guess is the thing. Um, so I think it was in Ohio. So he sent them a message and said, uh, hello. First off, I live in Canada, was flying to the show from Toronto, wanted to hit up the show for many reasons. Biggest one being getting a picture with three of the four horsemen. Um, JJ so hard to find at a show, uh, whether, whether all together also to meet Cornette for the first time and getting things signed, uh, signed by Abdullah, Abdullah the butcher, uh, watching some ECW wrestlers in the ring. I was wondering, knowing the card subject to change, but I, I totally understand. Uh, but the vast majority of the money I have sunk into this event, um, $100 for the Four Horsemen, which is extremely rare. If the exact same people don't show up, it's not the same. Um, so pretty much just trying to get thing like, is this going to be postponed? Is this going to be, you know, whatever? Because, like, I just need to know. Like, I invested a bunch of money in this. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he, you know, he's trying to say, like, if this is going to be altered or changed, I completely understand. But, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what I'm doing and yeah, you know, I'm flying there, and it's not like I live up the fucking street, you know. Um, so then they're like, uh, "We're going to do it on May 16th." The Ohio State Commission has told us things will be taking place then, which works good for all the horsemen that are available that date. We're working on more talents for the event. We'll still run May 16th, as we know that after two months, the mass hysteria will be lowered. Thank you. And then, dudes, like you're not running on may 16th uh i would like a full refund on what i paid uh when the event eventually runs i'll try to get off and if i can i will really try my hardest and hopefully rebook everything i booked before but um 
He said, uh, you know, it was impossible to pass up on the roster that was booked there, but I know it's not your fault, but I'm not sure I'm going to be able to attend the makeup show in May or whenever it's going to be. So I'd like to be able to, you know, have my money back and then decide whether I'm able to make the show again, especially with it being pushed so far off to the future. You know, this is, and he said, I, I would gladly, uh, you know, buy the same tickets as before. If that's the case, if, if there's the same lineup and I'm able to make it, I'd, I'd fucking go in for you again. You know I mean, and, and again, this is a guy who will support your company above and beyond. So like, this is a guy you want to please like, Telling him, fuck you, we ain't doing that shit, is not the fucking road you want to take with a guy like this. This is a guy that if you can get him into your fucking building, you you are fucking making money. One way or another, and this is the type of fucking guy you want, you know? Um, so... They they answered, we aren't issuing full refunds, but we can sell your tickets for you, then issue you the money then. What tickets did you have? Everyone's tickets are still good, so we don't know if someone may get a refund and then show up with their tickets and get in or what else could happen. So, like, he fucking shoots him a screenshot of the whole thing. And then uh, he says, you know, it's bad business, like, to not offer refunds and... uh He said, you know, it'll cost you way more in the long run if you're not going to fucking give the money. And uh, he goes, you must realize we aren't the WWE. We're waiting on refunds for the airfare hotel. We have a lot of money tied up in that and talent. We'd go bankrupt if we were to issue full refunds and everyone wanting them, to everyone wanting them. So what we're doing is reselling the tickets for those who can't make it. So... This fucking guy goes, you know, uh, Jeff Skeleton, who knows his fucking shit, is like, but what if you don't resell the ticket? It's extremely rare to get the horsemen together. Even if you did again, the tickets, I think 100, were available for sale, didn't come close to selling out. So are you going to resell mine first? Also, I'm an airline pilot based at Chicago O'Hare, and I know for a fact that all hotel chains in the U.S., as well as all airlines, are offering 100% refunds on even non-refundable bookings because of the coronavirus epidemic. So you will be out nothing in regards to airfare and hotel bookings. So based off of that, I also have to question the words of like the WrestleCon promoter to say, I'm losing all these airfares, I'm losing all these hotels, I'm losing all this, all this. When this is being become a national emergency and these big things these hotels these air air, you know the the airfare the fucking uh, you know like all that shit all the airports they're fucking they're issuing the fucking refunds you know the airlines are all issuing refunds the hotels are all issuing refunds this isn't a fucking isolated thing. This isn't out of the town at a fucking, you know, power outage or some shit. You're kind of fucked. They're not, uh, you know, honoring that. It's not that. This is this. So then he, he, they respond to him going, we are waiting to receive our refunds. They haven't come through yet. The horsemen are set for the new date. And he's like, okay, but once they're received, which will be in the next few days, you're out nothing. So a refund should be in order. It costs you nothing. 
I'm not sure if I'll be able to get the time off at a future date. And they said, we gave you the answers. Have a good night. This is shindy bullshit because you're taking fucking people's money for a date when a major fucking catastrophe goes down, uh, this epidemic that goes down here. And then you turn around and you're like, yeah, sorry, uh, we'd be bankrupt if we gave you your money back. You'd be bankrupt if motherfuckers stopped paying you to go to shows, which is what needs to happen when you do business this way. It's just shithead behavior, you know? So a lot of people are saying, you know, all these different things, but this guy legitimately works for the fucking airlines. He's not, he's not, uh, you know, he's not in the dark about this. He's not just random shithead fan taking a guess. He's a fucking guy who works with the fucking airlines and knows like, no, dude, they're fucking refunding everything everywhere. I'm pretty sure someone in the business knows a little bit more than, you know, your average fan. And he probably didn't realize he was talking to that because a lot of times that's what you get. People try to talk down to you. People try to insult your intelligence until you fucking surprise them and go, turns out I know more than you think about that topic. And they're like, oh, shit. Uh, OK, well, that's our final answer. And then you just fucking run away. Because they didn't, they didn't like the sound of that, you know. Um, it's just, it's just fucking garbage, fucking business. But that's half of how the fucking wrestling business runs, and um, that's you know that's the way that they talk down to the fans. That's the way they talk down to fucking the other people you're trying to support. Um, it just, it just doesn't make a lot of fucking sense to me. Not, none of this shit makes sense to me. So, um. That's that's just the way that they do things. Let me see what I have next. On here. Yeah, ROH had to cancel their pay-per-view. Um, uh, let me see. ICW's supposed to run next weekend. They're not going to fucking run. Uh, which sucks. Uh, I was looking forward to Schlack Homicide. I was looking forward to... Um, Dickinson versus Shaz and McKenzie. And that was it. I mean, that was really the only things I was actually, you know, looking forward to. Um, I really thought that was going to be a top-notch fucking intergender match. She was so hyped. She was constantly training in the gym. Uh, wherever the fuck she's from, Australia or some fucking where. And um, she kept posting pictures like this many days, this many. She was doing like a countdown. She was really, really focused on this fucking U.S. trip. You know, and making it a big fucking thing. And I'm sure she will. Whenever they reschedule and everything, I'm sure she'll come over and fucking try to show her shit. And, you know, hopefully she's able to live up to the standards she set. Because, you know, she she really is giving me the opinion that she's ready for some fucking, you know, some hard-hitting fucking shit with Dickinson. And, and really, you know, proving herself on a different level. Because a lot of people might not know her for, you know, that type of thing. So, uh, I mean, I'm interested to see that match. But, um, yeah. Um, what else? Um, mania. I, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because the thing to me too, um, I don't think that they, I know they had talked about switching the network, you know, where the, they didn't get the big four or some shit. And then it was on another thing. And then you'd pretty much be back to paying for pay-per-views like the big pay-per-views, $50, $60. That's at least what I heard, but I don't think it went 
I, I don't watch it, so I don't really know. But I don't think it went through. I think the network is still carrying WrestleMania, right? Because if it is, we're talking nine ninety nine. You're, that's what you're selling it off at. I don't think that's going to be enough to compensate for the um, the attendance, the um, the ticket prices and attendance and all of this other shit. I mean, just the rent of that fucking building. You know, to rent a fucking stadium and then have no fans in attendance, just just to kind of put it out and get your money off fucking uh nine ninety nine fucking subscriptions. I don't I don't think that there's a chance in hell you're making that money back. Chances are everybody who is actually going there to WrestleMania already has the fucking network, so that's already like kind of spent money you know i mean that was stuff that was already on your books that wasn't like new money you were going to make so you're kind of just breaking even unless you're getting that many new subscriptions unless you're getting an entire stadium worth of new subscriptions which at that you're still getting 9.99 as opposed to what the fuck do those front row tickets cost it's not 9.99 i'll give you that fucking much you couldn't sit in the fucking hovering above it in a fucking helicopter for 9.99 you know what i mean They'll kick you out of the fucking parking lot if you only have ten dollars. There ain't, you know, there's not a fucking chance you're getting anywhere near that motherfucker for nine ninety nine. I don't think you can get a fucking eight by ten from anyone in that fucking locker room for nine ninety nine. Like you're you're fucked. So y- you got to look at that revenue overall. If there's no kickback on a fifty dollar pay per view or anything like that, at least on a large scale, there's no fucking way. They would just be taking an enormous beating for an empty arena match and a WrestleMania sized arena. I I don't I I don't fucking see it. I don't think that's happening. Um, let me see. Um, apparently, uh, GCW had to cancel Muda off of um, because Sonny Ono was trying to rip them off. He wanted extra Disney tickets and wanted to steal Muda from a WrestleCon appearance under a different vendor and have GCW pay for his stay. After research, GCW found out the secret vendor was Sonny Ono himself trying to make more money on the side. So, like, yeah, again, more fucking indie, fucking back alley bullshit. It's just, it's just a filthy fucking jerk-off business that, uh, you know, it's just what it is. It's just, just dirty shit on top of dirty shit. And, uh, you know, th- this is what happens, though. But, like, I'm not going to fucking shed any tears about Brett Lauderdale getting fucking screwed in any way. Because he's a scumbag, too. So, what am I supposed to be like, oh, my God, that so sucks that, uh, you know, Sonny Ono screwed Brett Lauderdale. Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Like, it's at this point from my fandom is to sit back and just go kill each other. I don't give a fuck. Like, do do what you want to do. You know? I want to see wrestlers fucking hit each other hard. I want to see fucking... Brutal fucking fight looking wrestling That's that's what I really want As far as my, my wrestling goes And then you know all the shitheads Fucking verbally Fucking uh, politic wise Fucking however you want to You beat the shit out of each other too I don't give a fuck Doesn't make any difference to me um, It's crazy right now As far as uh, indie wrestling goes Because I really don't like watch a whole lot of it But I'll tell you what Like and it's the craziest fucking statement any ever, but um, if I'm going to tell you that I'm behind someone's booking right now, if I'm, like, backing the way someone's running a company right now, 
I'm probably going to go with fucking Danny DeMano's shit over at fucking ICW, which is crazy because I don't like him either. But um, he's putting, he's one of the only people out there booking that strong style, hard hitting fight type wrestling. And it's like GCW was bringing some of that to the table, but then, you know, I mean, for the most part, he fucking left. And then they started doing more of the goofy shit. You know, and now it's everybody, you know, fucking Jordan Oliver skipping around the ring over there and then and, and fucking Marco stunts and this and that. And, you know, they, they still do some shit. They fucked out death matches because death matches is just it's the same. It's all the same shit at this point. And none of the fucking matters anymore because they took out the meaning. They took out the feeling, the selling, the fucking the danger. They took it out. They took it out where you can tell these guys from a mile away. You could tell these guys aren't scared of the fucking plunder. So if you're not worried about it, if you know, you're willing to smash the whole thing over your head for fun, then what, you know, it takes away, it takes away from it big time. You know, people used to fucking fight and fight and fight to stay out of the fucking plunder. There was guys, they'd fucking be in these death matches all the time. And you'd see when they came out, they'd fucking stop dead and like, Oh shit. When they saw like, you know, a contraption on the side of the ring, and they, you know, they'd look like, oh, not, not fucking me, and he'd, you know, they'd fucking point to their opponent, maybe like, you're going into that shit right there, you know, it's crazy when you got to even look and say that, like, um, you know, like a guy like fucking Shane Strickland, he did those couple little barbed wire matches and shit, he did the one with, um, barbed wire boards with fucking Dev, and I'll never forget it because, um, Dev, they were shitting on Strickland so bad that Dev broke character, which not like, you know, you know he's not Daniel Bryan, but he, he broke character after the match and was like telling the fans to fucking give this guy a fucking round of applause because they were shitting on him the whole fucking match. And it was basically Shane doing A, playing the role of a guy who didn't want to fall into fucking barbed wire, which again... That's supposed to be the fucking gimmick. Not, I'm so badass, I'll chew this shit and eat it, you know, and shit it out, you know? And, uh, you know, wipe my ass with my jeans because I don't have any toilet paper because they're all, it's all at Frankie's house. You know, like, that that wasn't supposed to be the gimmick. The gimmick was supposed to be like, oh, fuck, I'm not falling into that shit. And then you end up falling into it anyway in the long run, but you do everything you can to avoid it. And now the fans are at the edge of their seats going, shit, oh, fuck, you know? He took the fucking power bomb into it. Holy shit, you know? Like, now it's just fucking smash, 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 smash. Get up. I don't fucking feel anything. Okay, great. You know, stick this up your ass, this in your fucking forehead, light the guy on fire, throw him through a fucking pane of glass, fucking no cell, get up, fuck you. Drop on your head, fucking kick to the face, fucking skewers through the side of your fucking mouth and out the fucking asshole and, you know, uh, you know... He went out, so you're lighting him on fire again. Then you put him in fucking bird spikes, razor blades, and fucking alcohol pits. And he fucking gets up like, you ain't stopping me, motherfucker. And it's like, okay, so what part of the fan's supposed to give a fuck about? You know what I mean? It's it's gotten to be too much. So the only thing that even gets my attention now is like the type of shit that Chris Dickinson's up to. The type of shit that damn Moff's up to. You know? That hard-hitting fucking wrestling. You know, that, that's what I want to see. But there's there's so little of that now. 
but that's why I don't give a fuck who books it. So when it comes down to it, if Danny DeMano goes somewhere and he's like, I want to fucking bring in this hard-hitting shit. I want to bring in this hard-hitting shit. I'll book Lowkey versus this guy. I'll do this versus this guy. You know, this is some shit that, that stands the fuck out to me. Now I'm feeling like, oh shit, we might get some fucking fight-type feel here. You know, we might get two guys kicking each other's fucking asses and not hugging after every fucking match and, and skipping around. Like, how many fucking indie guys do I need to see dressed up in women's fucking clothing and be like, oh yeah, that was, that was really original type funny shit. Like, dude, you guys are pulling that out of your own fucking drawers and closets. This is like your outlet to just fucking be yourself. The self that you don't want to show your fucking parents. This is, this is, this is what you're doing. You know? I, I saw a fucking picture earlier with fucking Jimmy Lyons in, in like a two-piece yellow fucking women's outfit. Like, dude, you're, you're a fucking slob. Like, cut it out, dude. You look fucking ridiculous. You didn't look not ridiculous in men's fucking clothes. So, like, dressing in women's clothes, like, isn't this fucking silly? You look silly before you put the fucking women's clothes on. You didn't even need to do that. And that's not your gimmick. It's just whatever the fuck you guys are doing. You're playing dress up you know, and it's not as bad for a guy like fucking Jimmy Lyon, but when it comes to, like, you know, fucking Frankie Picard, and he's doing his fucking play dress-up make-believe shit with eight fucking kids, that's when I'm like, all right, guys, cut it the fuck out. Go go to fuck home. Somebody tell him, just go to fuck home. All right, I don't want to go back on Frankie again. But, you know, it's like, it, it's such, like, an insult. Like, I have to dumb myself down so much to play along with this silly shit. Like, it's not funny. It's not fun. You know, it's, I, I don't get it. It's not for me. It's not for me anymore. Um, let me see. Um, yeah, they, um, what was coronavirus? Yeah, Shaheen had to cancel his fucking thing. Um, it, that was on March 28th again. It's my birthday. Um, and yeah, he had to cancel his stuff because the venue and, you know, the people there just said, no, it's, you know, it exceeds these uh, recommended fucking amounts of crowds you're supposed to be around. You're not supposed to expose yourself to that many people at once. Uh, and they, you know, they keep lowering that number. You know, they said a thousand at first and they're like, yeah, 250 is not that great either. It's like, well, maybe not a hundred. Yeah, why don't you just uh, keep it to the fucking, uh, only your, your closest friends and family, you know? Why don't you kind of stay to yourself today? <laughs> you know, they're, they're really leaning in the direction. Like, just get away from motherfuckers if you don't need to be around them. Which, I already lived that life, so I'm good. Um, Not to say I can't fucking catch shit. I'm just saying, like, a lot of the things that they're saying, I'm already doing. I'm already washing my fucking hands. I wash my hands a lot because, you know, I work with animals. Um, So it's always, you know, I'm touching something that can have shit on it or this and that. I wash my hands like maybe I touched that maybe I didn't wash my hands and it's just you just start instinctively washing your hands like a fucking like you have OCD and shit you know what I mean and uh you know the the cats at work I got the chickens at home I'm always washing my hands if I even stepped in there or whatever and you know I got fish tanks I'm washing my hands for it you know before and after that shit like it's it's a pretty regular thing for me um but you know, and again, I'm not around large groups of fucking people because I don't like being around large groups of people. So, um, you know, doing my best there. Uh, it, it's a it's a 
pretty scary thing. The fucking, uh, the ICW-GCW thing. This is, uh, so apparently the whole thing was going down where, uh, let me see if he wrote it in the order it was in. No. Um, so Bloodsport and the, um, ICW show, I guess, was happening the same night. So Chris Dickinson was scheduled to, if I have it right, was supposed to wrestle Suzuki on the Bloodsport show. Uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, like, kind of co-signed by GCW type deal. Um, And then I think after that, he was supposed to wrestle the ICW show against Takeda. So Josh Barnett said that to sell the legitimacy of this fight, he'd really rather if he only worked that show. Like he didn't want Chris Dickinson to go through an absolute war with Suzuki. And then fucking clean himself up, go head over to the other fucking building or wherever the fuck they're doing it, and then go wrestle Takeda in a crazy-ass match. And then he'd be like, okay, well, watch both of those matches. So I guess Suzuki wasn't as fucking unstoppable as people thought he was because... Even if Dickinson takes the fall on that match, he pops back up and goes and wrestles Takeda, which is going to be an ex- insanely hard-hitting match. That's another first-time fucking huge showdown. Um, and I was looking forward to both of those matches. Um, one of the only things I was really looking forward to WrestleMania weekend at all, because I don't I don't watch this shit. Like I had nothing else that like I I, I legitimately keep an eye on what Dickinson's doing on cards for the most part. And there's a few other things that jump out. Um, some of Tony Deppin's match. Cause, but I, you know, I've called him Tony depends in the past. Cause it depends on who he's working. He could play that comedy shit. And he could, you know, hands in the pockets and all this shit with this other jerk off. He could be dancing around with one of the, you know, doing the fucking, uh, you know, by curious gimmick. What it fucking, uh, Effie or whatever the fuck. Uh, you know, or he could just have a fucking uh, a murder match with fucking Dickinson or anybody, Moff, whoever. Like, this this dude could fucking go. Like, those are the type of shit that, you know, that I love to, to watch. As far as death matches, you know, I, I'm a huge Slack fan because, I mean, his presence is just fucking top-notch. Um, and his promos are fucking dope as hell, even though he doesn't really cut them a lot anymore. And it's crazy. Like, I, I he knows that I feel that way. Not that I'm fucking mean anything as far as that goes but I just mean like everybody loves his fucking promos it sells the shit out of the product and I know like a lot of the things he was doing was going so above and beyond as far as uh you know the vignettes and the the filming this and editing this clip in and and editing that in and going and traveling to fucking someone who had a horse in order to film this little piece for this and then that so I know like he can go on a very intense editing and production level of his promos but you got to understand, like, Schlack as is, like, he just reposted the fucking memory of it when he brought his mom to the flower show. And motherfuckers die off of that. And he's just going, like, flowers, motherfucker. And you're just like, yo, th- that's fucking great. That's the, the greatest fucking thing that happened at that flower show all fucking year and probably since then. Like, that, that shit is, like, he's so out of place in that fucking spot just being him. 
that like that fucking speaks for itself. So even just little goofy shit like that that you could do with your iPhone or something, like that would fucking sell tickets. So Schlack doesn't need to go above and beyond with the promos because his presence by himself fucking speaks volumes. So we appreciate if he does go above and beyond because we saw like what he's capable of. And that's, that's fucking incredible to pull that shit all together. That's not a company putting that together. That's, that's Schlack's fucking ability. So obviously that's, that's appreciated, but you know, on a, on a smaller level, fucking this dude is money. He could fucking sell tickets off of just straight up fucking uh, quick little fucking things on his phone. But, um, but yeah, sure. Slack's like one of the few people I, I actually, you know, pay attention to on the, um, the deathmatch scene. Um, Nick Gage is, his shit is just garbage at this point. Like, Dude, they they posted a fucking graphic, and Effie, like, said he posted it, and Gage doesn't know about it, and, you know, everybody else is like, yeah, Nikki would never fucking, but, dude, he's on the Effie's big gay brunch show, which will be canceled like everything else, and, you know, uh, and they're, I guess, having, like, a bi-curious battle royal. and that for the graphic, they just put whoever the fuck's in it, and it goes, you know, Jimmy Lloyd is bi-curious. And there's a graphic that goes, Nick Gage is bi-curious. Like, dude, I don't give a fuck whether he knew that or not or whatever. Like, this dude's on that fucking Effie's gay fucking celebration show. Nick Gage wouldn't even been on that fucking show back in the day. Pre-prison Gage would have murdered fucking post-prison Gage. This dude is... He, he fucking killed his whole gimmick. He murdered death, killed his whole fucking gimmick. He turned his whole fucking image into shit. He could have came out of prison the same fucking guy he went in, minus the fucking drugs that made him rob banks in broad daylight, and just fucking ruled the indies. Because that rough fucking edge, that I don't give a fuck who you are, I'm fucking you up attitude, made Nick Gage who the fuck he was in the fans' eyes. It's the reason why I have, like, fucking six Nick Gage fucking t-shirts in my fucking closet. Because Nick Gage was the fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin of the fucking indies. He he was the fucking bad motherfucker that you knew when he came out, like, yo, he might legitimately fuck this guy up because he just doesn't give a fuck about, not that that's what Austin did, but but he just doesn't give a fuck. He, he's about fucking Gage, and he's going to look strong as fuck tonight. And and if someone thinks they're going to make some kind of joke out of this dude, like, he's, he's going to fucking hurt somebody. Like, he's legitimately just going to fuck somebody up. And, and, like, those are the type of motherfuckers that I would gravitate towards. The guys like old school Gage. The guys like Dickinson. The guys like Loki. The guys like that that you go, like, he might fucking hurt this guy tonight. The guys like Masada. And, and you go, like... No, man, like, no, seriously, like, I think, like, he doesn't even like that guy, and he might fucking hurt him tonight. Now, I'm fucking, I'm tuned in. I'm 100% fucking invested in, in what's going on, because I believe he might actually fucking hurt that guy, and for a simulated fight to actually have a realism feel to it, that's the ultimate fucking sell on your event. When everybody's hugging and high-fiving, and uh, Effie's talking shit to the fans before the fucking show starts, talking about... If anyone shows up homophobic to the Effie's big gay brunch, we're going to beat him in the street and fucking kill him and fuck him. And, and it's like, dude, so if someone 
pays for tickets to come into the Effie's Big Gay Brunch show and then is fucking homophobic. Who the fuck are you talking to? What homophobe goes to the Effie's Big Gay Brunch show? I'd argue the majority of the fucking people who go to that show are blowing guys. Whether they're fucking telling their friends they are or not. It'd be really funny if we just, like, went to the show. And then later on that night, like, he's a little closer than you thought he should be. You know, like, you're like, well, you know, he he drank a little bit and this and that. Dude, he totally fell asleep on me. Look where his hand is. It's fucking crazy. Dude, get your fucking boy. Like, you know what I mean? This this is the type of shit that's going on that that night. You're talking about homophobia. Motherfuckers are going to be homophobic in the building. Like, dude, why why are you pre-mad at some shit when when these motherfuckers are going to come support you? And play along with the big gay show. But, like, again, like, Nick Gage is by curious. But, oh boy, when Gage finds out. Gage finds out what? Are they fucking blindfolding him, throwing him in a trunk? Fucking unleashing him in the ring and just being like, guess where you are, buddy? Like, this motherfucker is all in. Stop fucking playing yourself and pretend like we're talking about the Nick Gage of old. This is not the Nick Gage of old. This is the Gage that fucking is hiding behind some gang gimmick where he's fucking teaching these little shithead fucking fans who can't fight for a fucking, uh, for their life. They got fucking Cheeto dust on their fucking fingers and they're making gang signs with their fuck. Get the fuck out of my face. This is why I can't be around these motherfuckers, you know? It's just, it's, it's not, it's not cool man to me this is it just isn't cool gage was was just a not to be fucked with guy like that's what fucking guys like that are what made czw what it was and i understand like this new generation seeing a guy like gage and just being like it's bad as fuck fuck yeah nick gage i've heard about him like now i'm here and i'm, I'm part of the gang man and it's like you, you don't even know what it was like you know that's that's like you know, I mean, looking at like a, a fucking 85-year-old fucking version of, of Lennox Lewis and being like, yeah, he's he's a fucking, he's the best fighter in the world right now. And it's like, well, not now, but I mean, there was a time, but I guess you just want to be part of whatever you're seeing in front of you right now. He's not, you know what I mean, like, he's not right now knocking the best motherfuckers out. He's, you know... He's a former fucking legendary, he's a, you know, he's a legendary boxer. That legend's behind him, you know what I mean? Like, this, this Nick Gage shit here where, you know, he came out of fucking prison the first time, Jack. Fucking violated parole. Like, you guys, like, no one holds anybody to any fucking standards. When you spend four fucking years in jail because of drugs, and then the motherfucker gets out, and the first thing you got, you cocksuckers are trying to do is hand him blunts and beers and shit. What are you, retarded? Like, so, so you, this is your way of cheering for the guy? And I'm not blaming the fucking fans for him being wherever the fuck he's at and this and that, but he went from fucking Jack to fucking coming back out the second time, less Jack than he came out the fucking first time. So he, he fucking did way more fucking bullshit gang talk than he ever did fucking lifting the second time around in that one year. So then he came back out, not, not quite what he was before. And now he's got tons of fucking gang affiliation, uh, according to his, his new gimmick. And this is like, again, I didn't hear a fucking thing about a gang when he fucking came out the first time. He was in for fucking four or five years. I heard no gang talk. He fucking violates fucking parole. 
and fucking goes back in, and within that year, oh, he's banging. He's fucking, he's he's banging. And it's like, dude, I mean, do what, you, do what the fuck you do. I'm not, you know, doubting anything Gage did or didn't do. I don't, I don't know him like that on a personal level to say what he was doing in there. But now, like, the gimmick is not even the Gage anymore. It's, it's, I have these letters, and I have these catchphrases, and I have fucking, you you know, you guys are a gang, too, and I thank you so much, guys, and give it up for my opponent. I'd like to shout out for all the good people out there. He legitimately said, shout out to all the good people out there on commentary. This isn't Nick Gage anymore, guys. It's Nick frickin' Sage. That's what this is. Nick Gage is by curious. Oh, watch out when he finds out. Okay, good. I, I, I just wish this show would have happened. It's obviously all fucking canceled now. But I wish this show would have happened because if he didn't cancel his booking on that show that tried to fucking ruin his fucking image, if his image was still alive, which I never believed, but if he's still fucking Nick Gage and he doesn't take any shit and when he sees that he's going to fucking blow up, he doesn't show up and work the fucking show. And go ahead and fucking appreciate you fucking making me bisexual on that fucking poster, man. That fucking graphic pissed me off. What what number is my match? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I mean, this this, this is retarded. I, I, I can't play along. Can't do it. Not into it. Yeah? So, Nick Gage is bi-curious now. Um... Brett says, who knows when the next show is, and with everything going on in the world, four years of hard work went into the collective, and it all might not happen. We're all in this together. Even shout out to CZW. Like, dude, I, I, you know, again, like, this fake shit is, is, is retarded. It is, and I know I keep using that term, but, like, it's just not, it's not like a fully functional brain. It's not like a like a well-oiled brain that it's, it's, it's doing logical things. And you're going like, all right, well that makes sense because it is like, it may have been still taking these, these fucking bullshit shots at fucking Brett, you know, uh, passive aggressive bullshit, fucking nonsense. And maybe was supposed to, um, I think it was like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. It was like Thursday. And he, he was like on Tuesday, I'm going to break the internet. Didn't do a fucking thing. Didn't post a fucking thing. Didn't do a fucking thing. Nobody broke any fucking internet. This dude needs to break his fucking internet. Meaning like his phone, his fucking computer, his laptop, his fucking anything that allows him access to look like a complete douchebag on the fucking Facebook. He needs to break all of those things. That's how he should break the internet. Because he's, he's another just fucking strange fucking character. He, you know, he, I fucking called him out on that, um, that shit, you know, where, where he didn't know about the necro butcher beating the fucking girl. And then Paul pulled out fucking years ago. Oh, here, here's a conversation where he was talking about it six years ago. And it was like, okay, well, here's the screenshots of why Maven's a fucking uh, complete liar. And he, here's what this is. So he knows cells that I tag him in and all this shit. And fucking, like, three, four days later, he's like, Oh, back from a long-needed break from the internet. I was too busy fucking to read a bunch of nonsense on the computer. And it's like, yeah, you're so busy fucking. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. It's just, nobody buys that shit. Why why, why do I have to fucking listen to these people talk that, that have such a retarded 
ridiculous fucking sales pitch. Like, their sales pitch isn't good. So, like, his whole shit is, like, he tries to say, like, yeah, well, no, we'll fucking get in the cage and we'll fucking roll around and fight. Here's the thing, like, I'm not mad at Maven on that level. Like, I think he's an absolute clown. I think he's a joke. I think he's a fucking character. I, I, I think he's a creep. I think he's he's a liar, a hypocrite. I think he's a lot of fucking things. But he doesn't do anything that directly offends, offends me. Like, you know, the Teddy Hart thing, like, I wanted to fight that fucking guy. And I was willing to go into fucking boxing training because this dude is legitimately fucking neglecting and abusing animals. And then on top of that, he was taking money for what he called animal rescue, which he had no part in doing, but was already taking money previous to any actual anything being done for animals. Continuing to feed his cat shit cat food and drive around with them in the fucking car with a litter box in the back seat. Uh, fucking hematoma in the fucking ear and and the fucking eyes looking terrible. Fucking mats on the cats, trying to fucking breed them, not fixing them. Like, just, just dickhead move after dickhead move. So when he played this fucking fraudulent version of a, a cat owner and, and someone who's is about some kind of rescue, uh, that personally offends me in a way where, yeah, like, let's set something up. I'll fucking train. I'll take fucking six months and just fucking put it on, on, on this fucking topic. And I'll fucking go in and I'll train and we'll put some shit together and then the proceeds could go to fucking charity. And I'll show you what the fuck is really done for animals. And I'll show you results of what the fuck the money does and all this. The equipment, it could be fucking, it could be so many different things. But of course he knows sold the whole fucking thing, whatever the case is. And now he's locked up again because he violated the fucking house arrest and now he's back in. I heard the deal's off the table. Um, so good. Let him fucking sit in jail for fucking nine years or whatever fuck stupid shit he is. Um, but the reason I even brought that up again is because Maven will talk this shit like he's some kind of fucking badass. And let me tell you something, dude. Whatever amount of years that you trained in fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I'm a superior athlete to you. I'm stronger than you. I'm faster than you. I'm fucking way more intense than you on every fucking level. Put yourself up against me in a lot of the fucking things that I do. And I understand that that's a little bit different because, again, that's not what you're used to. But I'm talking about physical training, just straight up physical training. You know, and all the different things that that we're talking about. And if I put the same amount of time into fucking Brazilian jiu-jitsu as Maven Bentley did, as fucking Tyrone did, I'd be a way better motherfucker at that very same thing. But I don't have a reason to fucking train for that amount of time to show him that this is this. I just know that myself. So there's no way to talk down to me. Because, again, I'm not one of these fat shitheads that just fucking, like, oh, dude, you could never do it. I could do any fucking thing that you can do. I choose not to. I choose not to fucking uh, do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and put a bunch of fucking time into that. Because I don't really have it because I'm working. And I'm actually saving lives. I'm actually fucking making an enormous change in everything I contact's fucking life. As far as the animals I deal with. You claim to change the fucking world as far as the schools and this and this. But then your fucking, your ideas and your thought process on so many things are so warped that I'm pretty sure I don't want you part of my fucking kids' education at all. 
because you're creepy as fuck with women. You partner up with motherfuckers like DJ. You have no morals on fucking whether women should be beaten or not. You don't know what the fuck goes on there. You lie. You fucking say you didn't know about things that you knew about. And this is, you know, this is what you're up to. So, I, you know, I'm just not really looking to hear shit from him. But it's just really weird. And now, like, they uh, supposedly, uh, the WSU and CCW show that are coming up, they're going to do an empty arena. Dude, no one's looking for that. No, no one's looking for that. And that's like 28 less people than they're normally there. <clears throat> so. But yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's wild shit that's going on. Um, with, with everything. This whole, this whole thing. Fucking coronavirus and all of that. You know, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I had to get into or, or thought I wanted to. I don't, I never even fucking remember like when the last time I, I did this was or, you know, where I left off. So I think I'm going to leave it at that though. I think I covered enough stuff. Everything's fucking canceled. No more Easter. No more fucking, uh, you know, it's like my job is one of these things too. It's, uh, and that's, that's another scary part for me is that, you know, I work with animals, animals that need homes. They don't have a place to go. They don't have a place to be. And, um, that's, they're just going to be there regardless of anything else that happens outside of those doors. So this, this whole fucking country could go into complete quarantine. I still got to get there. I still got to take care of animals and, and come the fuck back home. So I, I don't really even know, um, you know, what the limitations on, you know, what I do could be. I remember years ago, because I've been there for almost 19 years now, and there was, years ago, um, there was one dude that was in part of fucking human resources or something. We don't have a fucking human resource department anymore. I wish we did. But, um, and the, the guy was like, you know, bringing a bunch of little policies in and this and that. And at one point or another, uh, we had like these little cards that, that said that like if there's a um, state of emergency or whatever, we could still be out on the roads because we're essential personnel because it's it's like a, a necessary job that you really can't just stop doing. So we had those and it really never came up because, I mean, it's generally just like massive snowstorms that they say, like, don't leave the house. And it's like, well, you know, if you can get in, you get in, you know, and, uh, you know, shit like that. But uh, I don't know if that's, like, a real thing or if this was just some shit that the jerk-off floated at the time. And, you know, he's been long gone, like, fucking 15 years ago, you know. So uh, he was there for, like, a hot minute and, you know, brought in a bunch of little things and this and that. But uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that. I know one way or another those animals are there and need to be cared for. And as long as I'm able to get there to do so, I will be. Um, I said this... This whole fucking thing is crazy with the uh, the toilet paper. Um, like I said, I, you know, it's, it's at that point where, like, the fucking toilet paper is gone out of the fucking stores. I don't know if the factories are fucking, like, stepping up their production. It's weird because it's like all these companies are going to shut down, so that's a huge hit to the economy. But there has to be some sort of bump in selling out every single unit of what's sitting on the shelves, right? Like... Are they able to turn some kind of massive profit off that? Because I would think if if you're just selling out in mass quantities of a product, that would be a huge bump to a company, not a not a downfall. I guess it depends on how much how long the company stays down for. But if they're able to produce enough to put out to supply for this fucking uh, this situation, 
I mean, they could probably afford to fucking shut down for a couple weeks, maybe a month. If I mean, your your sales are going up like fucking four hundred percent or five hundred percent. Like it's it's through the roof. It's you know a hundred times what you would normal normally sell. Like I've never seen the shelves empty the way that they are in the stores. No snowstorm. No fucking you know nine eleven. No. No, any kind of panic ever brought the fucking shelves to a fucking clear the way that they have, at least for me. You know, no Hurricane Sandy, no any of that shit. Like, not to this level, you know, that they had, a, you know, cleared out of quite a bit of stuff for that, but not to this level. This is something else. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know what's coming next. I'm just kind of holding on, doing what the fuck I can. Uh, you know, got a lot to take care of and everything, so I'm just doing me. Uh, I'm going to try to, you know, stay up on this fucking podcast and, uh, you know, do some episodes and stuff like this. Uh, you guys want to send me any kind of topics and shit like that, please do. Um, the more I have to talk about, the more likely I am to do it. Um, and like I said, I, I got a lot of shit going on in my life that just consume me. I've been kind of in a bad place mentally over the shit that I've been dealing with, you know, with the family and the work and this and that. Um, there's just there's just a lot of disrespect across the board as far as just like real fucking real close, close to home, you know? And, uh, it, it, it's tough. Yeah. You know I mean, cause when, you know, you're in a situation like me, you know, I beat alcoholism. Um, you know, I'm six, almost seven years away from, you know, any alcohol or anything, you know, like that. Um, you know, and working six days a week, been there almost 19 fucking years. That's a pretty consistent fucking go. Six days a week. It's It's been six days a week the entire fucking time. So when that's like your consistent schedule and you put in that amount of time and your kids love you and you know that you're raising them, you know, better than you were raised to begin with, you're getting them in a happier, safer fucking situation, uh, you know, they're they're way more loved by me than I ever was by my father. So, like, I can't not feel like a success and, like, what I put into my job and completely changing the course of life for so many, so many fucking animals, so many cats that, like, day in, day out, if I'm not there at that moment to stick up for it, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like, I can't stress that enough. I wish I could just fucking air out every single bit of the shit that I've been through there over the past fucking 19 years, but having that job means the world to me. You know what I mean? And, uh, without me, they don't have shit. So I can't just fucking put out there what I want to. I can't just go fucking ballistic. Um, so that's difficult. And, uh, it's a continuous struggle over the shit that goes on. Um, and then, like I said, on the home front, um, yeah, to just give like a little bit of a fucking, uh, outline of some of the shit here. Um, with, with my home situation is, so my mother, she's had back surgery. She's had neck surgery. She's had fucking all the surgeries. And her last thing with the neck surgery took her out of work permanently, uh, which is sort of elective. You know, it was like her neck hurt real bad, but she was, she was doing her thing. She was working. She had insurance. She had, you know, a, a steady income. And she decided she's getting this neck surgery because she feels like this can change things. But it's also pretty much win, lose, or draw. Either way, 
successful or not, going to put her on permanent disability. She got it. She's in just as much pain, if not more than before. Um, completely took her out of work permanently, forever, uh, permanent disability. And, um, you know, the the plan is for me and Nina to take over this house, you know, continue to raise our kids in it. Um, I pay 90% of the mortgage. Um, so as far as like, it doesn't fall into the category of me living with my mother. At this point, I she just about lives with me. Um, and the plan is for me to take over the house. Uh, Nina's going through um, trying to get into the nursing program. Um, once she finishes, you know, that and becomes a registered nurse, uh, the bills are going to be a lot easier. But working off of just my salary and stuff like that, things are very difficult. Um, amongst that, too, my mom mentally is continually spiraled out of control and is... Um, not not really with it and it is very um very aggressive towards us verbally very irrational says some very hurtful things and um you know to live amongst that is very difficult and you got to hold on you got to try to try to force through it knowing that like you know everything's at stake you know my where my animals live where i live you know where my kids are raised and all of this and and you know again like i'm i'm the majority of what's holding the fucking house together to begin with. So it's, it's very crucial that we just get past this initial stage or the, at least this final stage of being part of technically being under someone else's roof and making it ours, which is like right around the fucking corner. But it's, it, it's so hard to continue to struggle through that with that type of negativity and that aggression. And that just, it's really rough. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, uh, like I said, I can go for fucking hours about so much more details about, like, the deal that goes on here and shit, but it's like I don't really have much of an escape, you know, uh, so work's, work's rough, home's rough, um, you know, doing my best to take care of my animals, do my thing, uh, be at work fucking saving lives, doing everything I'm doing, taking care of my kids, and, uh, you know, again, like, this podcast, like, this is, you know, I, I come on here and I talk shit about things that to me really don't fucking matter. I get a little riled up about this and this and this topic or whatever, but it's, you know, it's just another distraction from real deal shit. You know, it's just, it's just that and that's what entertainment is to begin with. Whatever direction you go with it, whether you're fucking jumping up and down, fucking cheering for something or whether you're fucking watching and just shitting on it all fucking day. If that takes you fucking out of your normal fucking life, your money problems, your your fucking, your living situation, your fucking, yeah, you know, your, your health problems or whatever, that's fucking fine, that, that's what, you know, the fucking entertainers don't like it, if you use it in a negative manner, or you, you aren't super positive towards all the things that they're doing, give a shit about, but they're not at your fucking job helping you either, so it's not like, you need to be, you know, have a grudge against them or anything like that, but in the same token, it's like, dude, I don't, I don't owe you to be fucking a certain way to you, the way, you know, you're not really giving me any fucking courtesy on my side of things either, you're not above me, you're not anything, you're an entertainer, so, like, as far as the way that I view it, that, that's how I viewed it, and now, at this point, I'm so disconnected, because I've explained how I feel about the wrestling business, and why I feel that way, this isn't me shitting on things to shit on things. I'm very fucking open about why I'm shitting on things. This guy beats the shit out of a fucking woman. Don't like that guy. This guy's got eight fucking kids and, and, and he's fucking playing dress up and, and fucking pretending to be an athlete with a fucking cigarette. And they get the fuck. I don't like this guy. You know, that there's a lot of just shitheads like that. 
This guy's out there running a fucking wrestling show tonight while the NBA is ceasing to fucking operate because he knows the fucking, he knows the, the what's really safe and what's not, brother. Get the fuck out of I don't like these people. I, I don't like these people. You know? So this, this is like if I come on this fucking show and I ramble on for this and that and some people get some enjoyment out of it, good. So that's that's my version of entertaining you, me ranting and raving and bullshit and whatever. And my version of fucking getting away from what I'm dealing with is fucking me coming on here and ranting and raving. So some people are happy. Maybe everybody's happy. Maybe not. I don't fucking know. Uh, not my issue. But um, yeah. So I think that's all I got. Like I said, uh, show me the fucking topics. Let's do this fucking thing. Um, try to get back at this shit next week. I said, I try not to miss time, but if I'm fucking, if I'm just consumed with everything that's going on, it's just, it's really impossible to get on here and talk about shit that I really don't even care about. So, uh, you know, I, I, I said tonight, you know, we hit the fucking store and when all these fucking empty aisles and this crazy shit going on out there. And it's just like, yeah, I gotta get on this fucking thing real quick, you know, do a little fucking podcast. And then, uh, you know, See where we can fucking see where we can get with it. Uh, so I know I forgot shit. I don't know. Everything's canceled. So uh, fucking postpone the other topics. Come back to me with the other topics. I'll fucking uh, reschedule those. I'm not refunding any money like that fucking company over there. Because like if I do, I'll be bankrupt on topics. You know what I mean? So uh, fuck it. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, check out Jeremy over there. I got you five stars and, uh, fucking doing his thing. Still talking about wrestling, even when it doesn't exist because it's all canceled. Um, and then, uh, you know, check out wrestling soup, Joe numbers, missionary, fucking, uh, John Draper. Check out Shaheen doing his shit at uh, Nuclear Heat Graphics. This dude's going to lose a lot of fucking money over this WrestleMania thing. It's only like a very few people I feel bad for in this situation, and he's one of them. Uh, you know, he was set to make shitloads of money, you know, with the conventions and this and that. And hopefully, you know, they'll set up another big wrestling fucking superstar fucking extravaganza weekend. And he'll he'll be a big part of that, I'm sure. He's a fixture of indie wrestling at this point especially in the Northeast. And I mean, he's traveled far and wide, so he, he's really branching out. He's doing a lot of things, uh, chair shot tees. I think he's doing. Um, so check him out, you know, hit him up for some commissions and shit. I'm sure he's got some fucking, some fucking zeros to fill up in that, uh, you know, bank account over there based off of what he planned on making. I'm sure he put out some stuff, uh, material wise. And, um, you know, so hit him up. Um, check out Andrew Carluck, Phil's Count Radio, uh, Bobby Anthem, uh, check him out over there, the, um, Inhuman Experience, what the fuck, is that the name of his fucking show, I just completely blanked on his fucking show, you know, I try to give love to everybody, but, like, I so fucking rarely listen to fucking everybody's podcast, so, like, I, I try, you know, yeah, the Inhuman Experience, um, Doing his thing over there. This fucking dude's laying down fucking rap tracks. Fucking crazy. Um, always been a huge supporter, you know, for, for a long time now. And I really, really appreciate that. So check him out. Um, check out my man Sozio over at Struggling with Sozio. That is also canceled Struggling. He's trying to fight his way into Joker's house. It's not going to work out, bro. You already know. Uh <laughs> 
They got snipers on the roof. They're not they're not playing around. But uh yeah, shout out to struggling with Sozio, my man doing his thing over there. I'm sure uh, I think he just put out another episode actually. Um what else? I think that's it, right? I get everybody. Oh, check out Eric at the, the football is canceled, but it might as well be cuz the fucking team's horrible podcast. Yeah, I mean, Eric Williams at the I'm so glad the football is canceled cuz now we can't lose podcast. We're undefeated as long as there's no football podcast. The uh you know, our fucking shithead fucking jerseys are greener than the people who are sick with the fucking coronavirus podcast. Yeah, I mean, check out my man. So, yeah, doing the thing. Uh, that's it. I, you know, I'll try to get back to this. Like I said, maybe with the fucking topics. And I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. Rain again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Keep it in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you... Good. My cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Right. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Juicer Kiss Radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools.